Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelda with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. The gaming industry in this country all starts with laws, rules, and regulations at the state level. Every state's gaming markets emerge because of the hard work of the lawmakers in the states, and that's why communication between these lawmakers allows for the gambling industry to really grow and expand in this country. And one place where the lawmakers of this country get together and talk about the issues in the gambling industry is at the National Council of Legislators from Gaming States, and they are having their winter meeting January 3rd to the 6th at the Hilton Marina in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, to discuss the cutting-edge issues which will affect gaming in this country in the near future. And coming up, I'm going to speak with the president of this important organization, Delegate Sean Flority from the great state of West Virginia. Delegate Flority is going to tell us all about the important issues that will be discussed in Fort Lauderdale this winter. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Shuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of December 4th, 2023. According to the American Gaming Association, the third quarter of 2023 was the best third quarter on record for the commercial gaming industry in the United States. During the quarter, the gaming industry generated $16.17 billion in revenue, which is a 6.1% increase from this time last year. This also marks the 11th straight quarter for annual growth in the commercial gaming industry in the country. ESPN Bet isn't the only thing being launched by Penn Entertainment, which announced it will also introduce an online casino product. Hollywood Online Casino will be live in four states with legal online casino gambling. Those states are Michigan, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and New Jersey. Penn Entertainment launched ESPN Bet on November 14th in 17 states. And finally, a police officer in Spain's Civil Guard has been sentenced for stealing money from a crime scene to use for gambling. The unnamed officer was sentenced to five months in prison for taking over $9,000 during an anti-drug operation and gambled the money away playing roulette at a local casino. In addition to his five months in prison, the officer was disqualified from office for 10 months. Crime doesn't pay, especially when roulette is involved. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HFC Radio. For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. 
You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you. The gambling industry in the United States is absolutely fascinating because it's constantly expanding. Just this year alone, several states legalize sports betting and more are coming. Whether it be sports betting, fantasy sports, casinos, or iGaming, the states are constantly formulating rules for the industry. An absolutely incredible group that discusses the issue of gambling in this country is the National Council of Legislators from Gaming States, which is having their winter meeting January 3rd to the 6th at the Hilton Marina in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And we're going to find out all about it because on the line we have the president of Nickel G's, Delegate Sean Flaherty from the great state of West Virginia. Delegate Flaherty, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the invite. I got to tell you, last time we spoke, it was just before the summer meeting. And uh, since then, you became president of the National Council of Legislators for uh, from Gaming State. So congratulations on the presidency of this great organization. For Thank those you. for those who aren't familiar with the National Council of Legislators from Gaming States, what is it and, and what do you hope to accomplish with the council? Well, the, the, what we hope to accomplish is results for states when it comes to the gaming industry, whether it's consumer protections on legislation that has been enacted. And, and as you know, sports betting and I gaming, many states are going back in this reflective period and, and trying to uh, strengthen up their consumer protections, whether it's meeting with legislators who are in, in states that have not passed such legislation like sports betting and I gaming, helping them get across the finish line. I think what's unique about Nickel G's is we are the only group that is comprised of the decision makers, the mm-hmm. regulators and the legislators in particular that have to cast the votes to get things done. And we, we are results-driven. We are constantly trying to evolve the group. I can tell you coming up in our winter meeting here in Fort Lauderdale coming up January 3rd through the 6th, we'll have all the decision-makers going to be there. It's right before legislative sessions kick off, and it's a very important time. As you mentioned, there's so many things going on yeah. when, when it comes to legislation and regulation in this country. And I also think it's important to point out that the council isn't affiliated with any particular political group. I mean, last time you were on, you know, it's not the blue states, it's not the red states, it's all about the green. So uh, I think it's important. <laughs> I think it's important to uh, bring that out, and I, and it's great to see everyone working together for this uh, important purpose. That's a great point because it's one of the few things in this country that's not super partisan. Yeah, it's gaming industry and legislation that comes with it. I I was speaking recently in Mississippi. And, you know, as you know, they are getting ready to they have a task force committee together and they're getting ready to unveil. So what looks to be mobile sports betting and consumer protections that come with that. Mm-hmm. And when I was speaking on behalf of Nickel G's, I had a PowerPoint presentation and in there it said we're a nonpartisan group. And I said it's nonpartisan. Yes, but it's bipartisan, because if you sure. look at the makeup of the board of directors and everybody that's um, you know making the decisions within Nickel G's, it, there's no litmus test. You know, we don't care your party affiliation. Uh, we we care that you care about people, and you want to make sure that if we're going to enact legislation, that it's done the right way. Now, as I uh, said, you come from West Virginia, which is an absolutely amazing state. And in terms of gambling, it pretty much has it all. So I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to brag about your state for a little bit. Uh, g- give us a rundown of the gaming industry of West Virginia because it, it's absolutely amazing. So we have been, you know, I ridicule my state whenever we are always last in many things, mm-hmm. but we have been out front yeah. on the gaming side when it comes to sports betting. We actually passed our legislation prior to PASPA being overturned, and we waited for the courts to make their decision. 
and iGaming, the very next year we followed up with iGaming legislation. iLottery is about to kick off and start running. And as we spoke about earlier, the multi-state agreement, the interstate compact involving uh, interstate poker and the ability for progressive slot play. Yeah. We are now a member of that as well. And so, you know, West Virginia, we go by the tagline <laughs> wild and wonderful. And I think that's what it comes to when you talk about uh, the gaming industry and gambling in general. We have been out front just like many, a few other states. And that's something that I can brag about because I've been at the forefront for all of that. And look, we, we're doing it the right way as well. We've had great legislation. We have great leadership at West Virginia Lottery on the regulatory side. And they worked hand in hand with the legislature. And I think that's something that many states uh, are missing out on is having that partner that's advocating with you when you're trying to move legislation through and testifying and committing and doing all the behind the, behind the scenes things that a lot of people don't see, right? They see the finished product and when a bill gets passed, but there's a lot of work that goes into that. I'm curious. Do you think that being from a state that pretty much has all forms of gaming, I mean, you, you have online casinos, you have online poker, and congratulations on the multi-state internet gaming agreement. Me being from New Jersey, uh, later on I'll call you. We'll, we should get together and do a regular poker game when all this is set up. It'll, sure. be, it'll be a lot of fun. But uh, you had that special insight coming from West Virginia. Th- does that give you a special insight on the issues in the gambling industry to help other states out when you're talking to them at the conferences? I believe so. Look, I've been in the committee meetings. I understand the legislative side on on what it looks like. More importantly, politicians care about getting back in office, right? Let's be frank about this. They Mm -hmm. care about their elections, and gaming expansion is something for many years many politicians feared. And I think that's why you're seeing a bit of a hiccup with iGaming expansion. I don't think that the message has been clear on how it's great policy, which it absolutely is great policy. I think people pump the brakes after sports betting gets passed a little bit, and the politicians are like, well, I don't know if I can get on board with some more gaming expansion. But so I, I can relate to that. I can be in the room and say, look, I've been through this. I know what you're thinking and that you're concerned to make sure we have the right consumer protections and make sure that the legislation looks right. So you can go back to your district and tell them, look, we're eradicating the black market when it comes to iGaming and sports betting. We have consumer protections now in place that were not there before. And this is good policy for people. And by the way, it's also going to make us some money. I mean, that's the bottom line here. It's it's not as just about making money. It's the policy sure. aspect of it, of having something that's going to eradicate the black market, shrink it bring revenue into the state. And when you start talking about that, every state has you know the pot of money that comes in for gaming and where it goes. And I think we need to start talking about that because in some states like West Virginia, we fund the Promise Scholarship in West Virginia in large part because of lottery revenue. Mm-hmm. And that lottery revenue comes from things like sports betting and iGaming and now iLottery. And that's very important for our young people to be able to go to in-state institutions at extremely reduced rates. And that helps retain young people. So every state has an aspect of where the gaming money goes, but it kind of falls back in the conversation. But I think you know, part of what we're doing is helping bring that to the forefront. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards.
Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. You're listening to House of Cards. I'm talking sick piles of money. I'm talking lay on your bed in your Vegas room, throw the money in the air, and dance as it showers down on your money. I'm talking frosted glass limo money. I'm talking big Cowboy hat, silver, turquoise buckle money. I'm talking gambling. I am in love with you. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Delegate Sean Flaherty from West Virginia, President of the National Council of Legislators from Gaming States, whose winter meeting is being held January 3rd to the 6th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, I was going to ask you about it, but since you brought it up, let me ask you about iGaming, especially online casinos. I, as you said, it seems that states are really willing to accept sports betting within their borders much more than online casinos. I mean, you're from West Virginia, I'm from New Jersey, and we both have online casinos. I, I can't turn on the television without seeing a commercial for an online casino here in Jersey. And if you look at the figures, online casinos make a ton of money, much more than sports betting does. My, my question is, states see the money that online casinos are making in West Virginia and New Jersey, yet they're really hesitant to allow them into their states. And I keep thinking, is New Jersey or West Virginia doing something wrong that these with the online casinos that other states just don't want to get involved with? I mean, I'm, I'm getting an inferiority complex here. What are they seeing about the online casinos that they don't want? Is it, they just don't want all that money? I mean, what is the chief issue here? Well, look, I think there's multi-pronged issues here when it comes to iGaming. One being there's an education gap. We didn't have that with sports betting. When Password was overturned and sports betting became the talk of throughout the country, there was no really education gap. Everybody understood it. Legislators under, understood it. The public understood it. The public was already there, and it was not a hard sell. And I think the industry really kind of dropped the ball after that because 
you had sports betting come in, rushing in, multiple states jumping in right away. And I think people took it for granted that iGaming would do the same. And it's simply, it's not the same type of legislation. Mm-hmm. And the education gap is there. Look, I'll tell you right now, I struggle with in, in committee meetings with my colleagues who can't silence their phone. <laughs> now we're telling them we're going to bring iGaming and it's, it's available on their phone, right? So there's, there's this education gap with the policymakers on one end. There was a bit of a gap with the public because the public wasn't really pushing it like they were for sports betting. And let's be frank about the money situation. At the time when states are starting to look at iGaming, they were fresh with cash from the COVID pandemic. A lot of federal money was coming in. They weren't looking at legislation to fill gaps in their budgetary process. Like you may see in 24 and 25, as more states are looking at the budget process and realizing there might be a bit of a, a downturn there. So I think it was the perfect storm for a stalemate at this point. And what I'm helping to do with Nickel G's and, and uh, in my role there is educate policymakers on what exactly the policy looks like and why it's good policy for them and for the state and, and help bridge that education gap that I think has happened. And there's been a messaging issue. I'm, I'll be frank about it. That I think the iGaming industry took it for granted that these states would just fl- simply flip the switch from mm-hmm. sports betting to iGaming. It hasn't happened. But if you, you're correct, if you look at the revenue generation, I've said many times sports betting's for show, eye gaming's for dough, yeah. you know, like the old <laughs> golf analogy. And so it's something that I think now we're, we're reaching a point where the industry is going to have a reflective period and say, maybe we didn't go about this the right way. So let's use key messengers like Nickel G's to help us get across the finish line. Now, as I said, the council winter meeting starts on January 3rd, and you're uh, kicking off with a topic that's been in the news a lot lately, and that is fantasy sports. And I know New York and Michigan and several other states have stopped the prop-style daily fantasy sport games that a lot of the platforms have started up. Do you think more and more states will prevent these types of fantasy prop-style games? I know Ohio is looking into it right now, but are we going to continue to see states start prohibiting them? You know, really, it's a domino effect has started up. Yeah. That's why we want to have this conversation at Nickel G's. I can tell you, since taking over as president, our goal is to evolve with the times, have real-time conversations, and there's no more real-time conversation than the, the fight right now between fantasy sports and current sports operators and regulators. And we're going to have a great presentation. I know the underdog fantasy will be part of the panel. We also have the Ohio Gaming Commission as part of the panel. And as you know, Ohio has kind of turned up the heat on this issue. So it's a great, great conversation to have that we need to have out in the open so everybody can, you know, try to find a common ground on this. And sure, I think you're seeing a domino effect because regulators are starting a better job at conversations with each other. And that's a good thing. We need to have that if we want to have good consumer protection throughout the country. We need some unity. If I pass consumer protection bill in West Virginia, which borders Ohio and Pennsylvania, I'm in a northern panhandle. I can be there in a few minutes. <laughs> if we don't have similar legislation across the board in Ohio and Pennsylvania, then it doesn't really mean a whole lot, does it? Yeah. So similar things are happening with this conversation. You know, I think it's just a perfect time for it. In of all states, Florida, which has been kind of the uh, the – the center of a lot of controversy recently and everything going on down there that we're, we're seeing sports betting now being turned on for the time being. And so that's a great location for it, January 3rd through the 6th in mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale. And that's, that's going to kick us off. That's going to be our first panel. And it's a conversation that I think uh, many, many people want to tune in for. You know, unfortunately, one of the issues that all states have to deal with is illegal gambling, especially on offshore sites. I'm curious, you know, there are so many states that are expanding their gambling industry, 
and you know a lot more states are allowing sports betting. The fact that the legal gambling is expanding in this country is that lessening the problem of illegal gambling, or is it still a major issue for states? Are still people rushing toward offshore sites, uh, even with legal gambling now in their states? Oh, it, it's definitely eradicating the black market and shrinking it exponentially. When you have a legalized, regulated market, the consumer clearly, when given that option, will go to the legalized, regulated market. Now, it's also important that you get the legislation correct. I mean, if you have uh, if your tax structure is not in kind of the median range there, are you going to and on the sports betting side? Is that going to hurt the lines? Is it going to make it harder for the consumer, the options that they have available to them? And there's all kinds of factors that come into having the right policymaking decisions at the end of the day. But I can tell you the numbers don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> the numbers yeah. are there. The, the, the black market shrinks when you have yeah. a legalized, regulated market. And as I had uh, somebody post on social media recently when I announced that we had joined the multi-state compact, you know, you get the comments that are like, well, that's all we need is more gambling. But the reality is, and this is where legislators need to have these conversations with the public, is that these things are taking place. If you have an internet connection, you can take, you can participate in iGaming. It's just not going to be a regulated market here in the States. And the the only backstop we have is legislators getting together and passing a bill because the criminal side, the law enforcement side, they're not targeting this. They have really important things that they have to do. So it's not like that market's going away anytime soon. The only thing we have is the last defense is a regulated market that the states are passing to try to shrink the black market. And that's what the evidence shows us. You know, I mentioned television commercials before, and I know for a fact, working as an attorney in the gaming industry, one of the big issues in the gambling industry is advertisements. I mean, right now I'm in New Jersey, but I also have an office in Massachusetts who just started their sports betting industry. And the gaming commission up there is really focused on the issue of advertising, especially advertising in stadiums and in arenas. Do you think that's going to be a big issue in the gaming industry in the coming year, trying to figure out how much is too much advertising and what parameters a gaming business should use when advertising their product? Absolutely. Look, we're in this reflective period, as I mentioned earlier, when we passed sports betting in West Virginia and I gaming a year after, we didn't know the influx of advertising that would come in at that time. I don't think anybody really saw it. But now what do we have? We have ESPN Bet just started. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean – Things have evolved quickly, and the amount of advertising, I get it. it. It gets to me as much as us anybody else. Now, I think there are some legal issues over trying to control and regulate the amounts of advertising you're seeing. However, where the advertising is going and who they're targeting is a different animal. And how these companies are using their influencers and touts, as we've seen, to maybe you know, manipulate the lines and at least move the lines. We've had that happen now. And that's now a talking point. And also will be a panel at Nickel G's as we look at yeah. the responsible gaming and advertising side of things is, you know, where do, where do we put a cap? Where do we start regulating? What area you know, becomes a gray area? The consumer needs to know who's talking to them. And we've seen the lines move based upon tweets that go out from, uh, representatives of certain companies that maybe the consumer doesn't know they're actually working for. So these are things in the in the coming years we're going to be talking about on the legislative regulatory level because it's the reflective period we, we see the evidence coming in. Okay, we're three, four, five years in post-PASPA. Advertising has taken a whole different turn, but it's not just, hey, come bet here. It's I'm going to move the needle by telling you how to bet. And that's something that's 
you know, I don't think we forecasted exactly how influential that would be. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Some people like knocking boots. How to do? While others get lucky. And some just get it on. No matter how you do it or what you call it, Adam and Eve makes your whoopee hot with 50% off almost any one sexy item. Just enter offer code BOOTS2 at checkout and get 50% off plus 10 free gifts, including free shipping. First, get busy with a gift for you. Shake the sheets with something exciting for them and hit a home run with a third item you'll both enjoy. Sounds like someone hit the sweet spot. Plus six free bonus gifts that'll make you say, about chicka wow wow. Adam and Eve is tapping that offer. Oh yeah. With 50% off and 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Use offer code BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com now. That's offer code BOOTS2. Boots 2. Boots 2 at adamandeve.com. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. 800 One Stop Tax Relief Shop. You're listening to the House of Cards. Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Delegate Sean Flaherty from West Virginia, President of the National Council of Legislators from Gaming States, whose winter meeting is being held January 3rd to the 6th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 
Now, one of the topics you'll be addressing at the winter meeting is the horse racing industry, which is so great because it's such a big part of our history as a country. Where does horse racing fit into the current landscape of gambling expansion? How are states viewing horse racing now and the activity of betting on horses? Well, I think one topic that seems to be coming up quite frequently is the fixed odds when yeah. it comes to horse racing. That's something we'll be talking about at Nickel G's. And, and look, I mean, I think they're at a, at a tough spot right now when it comes to horse racing, like you said, has been a staple in our country for many years. And now it's kind of taking a backseat to other forms of betting. And just like any other industry, they're going to have to evolve with the times and, and figure out how to keep, maintain, and capture a new market of sports better that's out there. And I think you're going to start seeing some interplay between the horse racing industry and your sports betting companies and evolving with the apps and things that are available now that maybe three, four, five years ago, they could have kind of been like, you know what? We've been here a long time. We're going to keep doing it our way. But now things have changed. You know, one thing I noticed that the uh, committee has a panel on esports. I mean, I, I just got back from the Casino Esport Conference in Atlantic City, where I was part of a couple of panels. And one of the big issues there is betting on esports. I mean, certainly everyone thinks that it's an important to formulate rules and regulations that would make sure betting on any esports is done in a responsible way. I mean, certainly those regulations should reflect an age-appropriate activity, since age seems to be really a sticking point. For a lot of people when it comes to esports, I mean, whether it be the age of the participants or the age of the audience in speaking with legislators from other states, what has been the general thought on expanding betting to esports? Is there a lot of nervousness around that, especially because of the age, because from talking to a lot of legislators from from around the country, they do seem to worry about the age of the activity. Well, that's certainly a factor in the decision-making on eSports, but I think what the commonality you're going to find with legislators and, and regulators is that it's coming. Yeah. Right? It, it, this is the next wave, and you try to forecast down the road and do the best you can based upon the evidence that you have and that you're going to need to get a regulatory structure in place because it's not going anywhere. It's only when it's becoming more popular. I think all the data backs that up, and when we're looking five, ten years down the road, it's certainly going to have a larger role than it currently does. So you need to get on board now and start looking at the regulatory side of things. And we did that in West Virginia. Look, when we passed, we we even followed up with a cleanup bill after we passed sports betting and iGaming directly related to esports wow. because we just know it's going to be mm-hmm. a, a focal point in this country years down the road. I'm not. I don't participate in it. I, you know, <laughs> I, I talked about an education gap earlier with uh, yeah, my yeah. colleagues. I think I have one when it comes to esports, but <laughs> I'm doing my best to educate myself and, and make sure that we are making that a a focal point as well at Nickel G's because that's the goal is to is results oriented and knowing hey, this is where the market's going. How do we best protect the consumer and how do we you know do it in a way that is something that sustainability is key, whether regardless of what we're talking about. We don't want a situation where something is just automatically banned. And that goes back to our, our earlier talk, because if you just ban something, you're not really banning it. You're just mm-hmm. banning the regulatory side of it. Yeah. And, and it's still going to take place. And at the end of the day, if the goal is to protect the consumer, that means you've got to have a regulated market, whether it's esports, iGaming, iLottery, uh, you know, whatever it may be. In order for us to properly do it, you need a regulated market. Now, these are only some of the topics you'll be discussing at the winter meeting of the National Council of Legislators from Gaming States being held from January 3rd to the 6th. What are some of the other topics you'll be discussing and where are the other 
big topic in the gaming industry that you're going to hit? I think what we have that you will not find at other conferences. Look, uh, other conferences have their own models, ways of doing things. But what we will have that's going to be a rather prolonged discussion is a roundtable discussion with regulators and legislators together. And that's something you're not going to find anywhere else. I would put good money down on it that you're not going to find a similar panel where I have to give him a plug since you're, you're representing New Jersey. David Rebuck is participating yep. Yep. in that regulator legislator roundtable. And so it's a great opportunity because you have, I've called him the godfather of gaming many times, but you have someone <laughs> like David Rebuck who has seen it all, participated it all, and is still the leader when it comes to the regulatory side of things. And then you have legislators like myself and others who have passed the legislation that led to the regulatory structure in place. And then you're going to have another pocket over here of legislators or regulators who are either now just starting out or two don't have anything passed. And they are just, they have an empty chalkboard and they're looking to, to write some things down. So it, it's an excellent opportunity. And I think it's a unique thing that Nickel G's offers that other conferences do not. Now, I just want to point out again that the winter meeting of the National Council of Legislators from Gaming Seats is going to be held from January 3rd to the 6th, and you can check out their website at nclgs.org. And I'm assuming that would be the best place to go if you wanted to register for the event. I, I guess it would be. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, we don't have a lot of time left, but, but I want to ask you, what do you see as the major issues for the gambling industry in the coming year? What, what do you think the states will have to deal with with regard to the gambling industry in 2024? I think 2024 will be a turning year for iGaming. I think iGaming expansion will now be at the front seat. We have a majority of states already operating sports betting. The conversation is now festering more towards iGaming, the regulatory side. And as you said earlier, the revenue is just not comparable. It's just not. And if you are looking at it from a policymaker standpoint, it always comes down to one thing. And I tell this to many people when I talk about iGaming. When you talk to somebody on the street and they don't know what iGaming is, that's fine. When you talk to somebody on the street and you say, we need to raise new revenue, do you think we should raise new revenue through a new bill or should we just raise your taxes for that new revenue? What do you think they're going to say? So, well, it's don't raise my taxes. Yeah. I already pay enough taxes. I have enough yeah. taxed enough. Find out new ways to raise revenue. Yeah. And then there's this big shiny object there that does that. How many industries come into a legislative body and say, you know what? Tax us and regulate us mm -hmm. like iGaming does. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. So it's, it's getting that message across to legislators that this is great policy for consumer protection, and it raises new revenue that, look, you can go back to the drawing board all you want. You're going to have a hard time finding a piece of legislation that does that like iGaming does. Now, I know since we last talked, are you still doing your podcast? Because I've been enjoying it a lot. We are, you know, John okay. left us. Yep. He, he's leaving Indiana legislature, so we uh, we're in a bit of a down period. But okay. we are we're still going to keep him on, okay. and, and it is coming back. Bet on policy, baby! I got to give it a plug. Yeah, give it a and, plug. Uh, <laughs> where where can people download it and listen to it? It's on most of. We're, we're still. I'm arguing with my people now because we're not on the uh, <laughs> the iPhone market yet. I'm an Android guy anyway. But, yeah, I got Android you know, too. It, so. it, it's available on most uh, podcasts outlets that you that you find your favorite podcast bet on policy baby is the podcast myself and senator john ford from indiana the former president of nickel g's and we have some frank conversations with leaders in the industry and and try to do our best to educate the consumer on what's going on and just trying to talk about relevant things that are going on in the gaming industry from a legislative regulative 
perspective. And that means we have to have you on soon. Oh, okay. Hey, anytime you want. Anytime you want. It's, it's great. Listen, I uh, I hope everyone listens to it. It's it's really fun. Delegate Sean Flority from West Virginia, president of the National Council of Legislators from Gaming States. Thank you for coming on and talking about the some of the major issues facing the states with regard to gambling industry. And I want to remind everyone that the winter meeting for the National Council of Legislators from Gaming States is being held from January 3rd through the 6th at the Hilton Marina in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You can also check out their website at nclgs.org. Delegate Florida, thanks so much for coming on and telling us all about it. And come back soon. We love hearing from you. Absolutely. I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. Beating the House is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports and esports on Thrive Fantasy. Choose your lineup of over-unders for top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. Thrive Fantasy has contests for traditional sports, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, and the PGA, as well as eSport titles like Counter-Strike, League of Legends, and Valorant. Visit the prop lobby and build your entry of two, three, or four-player predictions. Choose correctly, and you could win big. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today with promo code PIKE, and Thrive Fantasy will match your first deposit of $25 or more up to $250. That's promo code PIKE for a first deposit match up to $250. Come and prop up today with Thrive Fantasy. Terms and conditions apply. Must be at least 18 years old and in the United States to play. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a casino. People gotta win sometimes. Now if you'll excuse me, I have a giant colorful check to deposit. Welcome to another edition of Beating the House. I'm Doug Weishel here with Dave Weishel. We're going to be crisscrossing the country, sometimes North America, sometimes even the world, talking about some of the latest jackpots that have come out of the casino and lottery industry and also the sports betting industry. Press releases, keep those coming in. We love hearing from everybody out there. Again, here in, at Beating the House, if it's $100,000 or more, we will be talking about it on this show. We're going to start off in Florida. 
Oh, okay. We, we normally don't start off in, you know, it's either Vegas or New Jersey or something like that, but Florida. Yeah. We're going to start off at Hard Rock Holly, the Seminole haven't, Hard Rock Hollywood. Haven't people been really hitting there? Not only sports betting, but some, you know, I, I remember hearing about some big jackpots, too. Uh, well, you're talking about specifically the Hard Rock Hollywood? I'm just talking, talking about, about Hard Rock. Florida in general. Florida in Hard general. Rock <laughs> has been pretty good these last couple of weeks. Anything associated with the Seminole Tribe seems to actually kick out a lot of jackpots. Yeah, I know. Like, I, you know, it's a great organization. I'll tell you that. It, it's a great casino state yeah. for people who don't know. And also, it's becoming a great sports betting state. Oh, Florida? Yeah. If, if it still holds so, the way it's going yeah. in, uh, the, with the course over there. But we're yeah. going to start off with a Dragon Link slot machine progressive jackpot. Okay. $1.3 million on a $25 bet. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I I was in Hard Rock in Atlantic City about two weeks ago, and I kind of saw, I don't know if it was a Lightning Link or a Dragon Link, is one of those lounges with all the same slot machines in it. I, I can't remember what slot kind of lounge that was. It was actually right next to the lobby bar. Remember, I think I pointed it out to you. Uh, like that's a, that's like, a Lightning Link. That's a Lightning Okay. Yes. All right. Well, same company. Oh, right? okay. Dragon Link and Lightning right. Link from the same company. So, so yeah, but they're... It, Every time we have a a Florida jackpot, it's usually a Dragon Link jackpot okay. because the progressives are all linked to all the other sure, properties sure, too. Sure. So it's always a huge amount of money, twenty five dollar bet. That's a big bet because the last couple of ones we've seen were ten dollar, twelve fifty. It's a healthy bet. Yeah, what, what yeah. they win though? What, what was that again? One point three million. Wow. Yes. Okay. Well, certainly a good investment. Yes. Well, twenty five dollar yes. to get one point three million. Yeah, yes. you can't argue with that one. No. Nice uh, move. Yes. We're going up 95. We're going from Florida to New Jersey. Right. We're going to Bet Rivers. We don't talk Bet Rivers oh, too often. Okay. I, I like Bet Rivers. Bet River, the casino or the sports book? Uh, both, actually. It, it's very good. We Bet River here in New Jersey, Bet Rivers has a sports book, but they also have a link to the casino, too. So it's really great. And Bet Rivers, for everyone who by the way, doesn't they, know, used to be Play Sugar House, yeah, just in case anyone by was the wondering way, what happened it, to that brand. There's a tie in. The, the, two weeks ago when I was in Hollywood, uh, Hard Rock, Atlantic City. I had to update a uh, sports betting app, and that sports betting app was Bet Rivers. Yes. <laughs> so okay. See, it all ties in together. It's it's a wonderful universe. The one thing I liked about the Bet Rivers app, mm-hmm. it's such a unique color. It stands out on your phone. It's a bright yellow color. With well, yeah, blue that's why I, I was having yeah. a tough time downloading it or updating it in Hard Rock, and I was trying to do my Bet Rivers in Hard Rock. So it was uh, no, but I I finally got it done in the app store and everything was good well we have a cumberland county woman and i who, lost on the jets on that one of so. course <laughs> so. didn't everybody lose on the jets <laughs> probably better if i didn't update the bet rivers one you're basically like every other jet fan out there they well, all I'm, lost i'm on not the a jet. i lost fan. A, i, I a lose every fan. week just, so uh, at one point it was in play and it was the jets were plus 10 and i was like oh you know can't get much worse than that and oh they lost okay. by what 20 i have no Something i, I like can't that. even remember i put it out of my mind uh, right now, we've got a Cumberland County woman, chose to remain anonymous, 33-year-old. She was playing the IGT Mega Jackpot at Bet Rivers, New Jersey, mm-hmm. playing at home on her mobile phone. Nice. Putting her daughter to bed. I'm assuming this was an auto spin kind of thing. Yes. Uh, people who don't, who people who live in states that don't have online casinos, you can set it up for auto spins, which... It's kind of dangerous if it's if you're betting big, you know, you just put... You hit it the uh, button that says 25 spins, yes. and you can walk away and do whatever you want because it just 
goes automatically. Well, I've actually noticed on certain games, mm-hmm. and actually even certain certain cas- online casinos, when you do the auto spin, it gives you a loss limit. Yes, you can yes. set it. Yeah, I, if I, you lose this much, you can do. It stops. You can do the spin, and, and then you can do the loss limit, and you can whatever. But, That's the know, responsible gambling yes, tools yes. coming it, out it's there. It's very good, but yes. um, I, and I think you should really look for casinos like that, just to you know, you, you don't want it going all day or anything like that. So you want to know why I also say this is an auto spin? She didn't realize she won until oh, we, she oh. saw the the. The actual graphics showing up after the jackpot happened. Oh, okay. So, so, you're, she was, so, so you're thinking it's an auto spin. We don't know for sure. If it ac- was an according auto to spin. the release sent by Rush Street. Okay. Uh, she, she was putting her daughter to bed. Didn't know she had won until she saw the screen where she saw the all the little bells and whistles okay. going off. All right. Yeah, I, I've done that before. I, I I've seen the difference in my account. Sixty cent bet. Sixty. Okay. Good. Six hundred sixty-two thousand. Wow. Nice. On the IGT Mega Jackpot. I see. I wonder what her response is because we now know her daughter was in bed, so she can't really scream out in joy unless you know it's the the walls are pretty thick in her house. So it's uh... well. She says she was shocked. <laughs> well, yeah, I would showed it to her fiance who didn't believe her until she showed her the uh, he she showed him the account. So they, they information have, they have to celebrate very quietly since their daughter's. Probably well, I'm, I'm pretty bed. sure she didn't throw the baby up and joy. Well, you know? no, I, well, the, she put the baby to bed, and yeah. then she came back and see. Well, I don't know if the baby. I don't know if the baby ever. Baby, yeah. so I don't know if they put her daughter to bed. I don't know if the bed. daughter ever made it to bed. You know, if it was. Well, uh, she if, said she would. She was. Well, she was putting her, her daughter to bed. She didn't make it to sleep. I mean. Oh, okay. You know, maybe she woke the kid up. I, I Who would, knows? I would have screamed. You yeah. Know? It's amazing self-control if you didn't scream out winning 600000 But again, this is the reaction a lot of people probably have when you hear 60-cent bet. I didn't think I would ever win so much, especially since it was a 60-cent bet. That's a quote from the press release. Yeah, yeah. You so, don't really think that a 60-cent bet could hit that much money. It, I, I got to be honest with you. It's hard to compute how much you could win with a spin. Because, yes. you know, it, it's one of those things. I, I played online casinos, online slots, and, you know, the combinations I win on, I would never thought I won. And uh, sometimes when they have a lot of the same pictures on the different lines, when I, you think you'd win big because you see a lot of the same graphics, you don't. So I, I don't know how these are computed and, you know, whatever. Yeah, look so, at the pay tables. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I, who, I don't do that. So. <laughs> well, we're leaving Jersey and we're going to Nevada. Mm-hmm. And usually when you enter Nevada, from one of the other states, you're taking an airplane. Your first entry here is the Harry Reid International Airport. A lot of people have won there. Yes, we have it's another a, winner. It's a very that's a very good spot to play uh, slots. Actually, it's one of our games we mention several times right. every week. We have a two dollar fifty cent bet. Okay. Didn't say what terminal this was at, but uh, IGT released this information. Two dollar fifty cent bet playing the Wheel of Fortune double gold gold spin slots. Okay. Yeah, one we've... of one of the 200 versions or so out yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of them. $347,993.85. But that's interesting at Harry Reid. The different terminals have the different, different games, t- games. So, you know. Terminal A is one I, way, Terminal B. As a I matter wonder, of fact... I, I wonder if people have their favorite terminal of games. So, it, I, you know... I wish they would have said which one. You hope you fly out of a certain terminal because you like the slot machines better than Terminal B, than Terminal C, than Terminal A, you know? Well, actually, if you're, if you, if you're near a computer, anybody, if you go to YouTube... Okay. 
there are people who have done walkthroughs of Terminal A versus Terminal B. Okay. They look different. Well, you know, first off, it, it, well, I guess if you're there early enough for your plane, I guess you can go around the airport. Let me tell you something. If I win this, but, I don't care well, about the plane well, anymore. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's one of those things where, you know, you're kind of, you have to go to the terminal where your plane is at. So, yeah. you know, may, yeah, sometimes you have to make do with the terminal you're in. So th- this person, what, $2.50 bet and won what? Almost three hundred fifty grand. Wow. Nice. Yes. I don't think they made their air, their airplane there. I, I don't know. It's usually a two to three hour, maybe four hour off, process to get these cash. There's paperwork you have yeah. to fill out. And, well, first you, know, you got to get th- the attendant over. Yeah, well, it has to be verified and everything. Exactly. Like that. I don't. I don't know. You know how streamlined that process is at Harry Reid, but you know, you know, it, it's some time afterwards. You have to sign yeah. some stuff. Oh yeah, you're, you're not making your flight. You got to sign some tax documents. Yes. Uh, staying in, in Nevada, we're going to the Flamingo Las Vegas. We've got a Tuesday night or or Wednesday morning, whatever you want to call it, one a.m. jackpot. Okay. Uh, well, that's see, that's a morning. So what? Wednesday morning? Or it's, a, it's, it's on Tuesday. Tuesday morning. It's Tuesday probably morning. Monday night, Tuesday morning. Okay. One, uh, 1 a.m. Eastern. One a.m. time. I guess it's one a.m. local time in the sure. press release here. Sure. Caesar's reward member was playing three card poker at the Flamingo Las Vegas. Hit a royal flush of clubs. Now, they say in the release shortly after getting to the table. That could be within 30 minutes, maybe. Who knows? Maybe shorter, whatever. But he royal flush of clubs, three-card poker, 201855 bucks. Wow, nice. Doesn't say what size bet he had, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a mega progressive jackpot, which means it's tied into other properties okay. for, for the Caesars properties. All right. Staying with the Caesars properties, we have uh-huh. a Caesars Palace uh I don't want to call it a jackpot. We have an event because we have multiple jackpots here. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, Six-figure jackpots within 12 hours of each other. Okay. Yes. We have a Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Caesar's Reward member again. Okay. uh, Landing a jackpot playing slots, 125 grand. Wow. Uh, Terry T. was visiting Las Vegas to do the Formula One race. Oh, nice. He wasn't in it. He was just there. Yeah, yeah. I got to figure that out. I got to tell you, there was a lot of talk about how many whales... Came into town. Now, how many big spenders for the Formula One weekend? So, yes. uh, you know, m- maybe I, I, I've seen posts where maybe the casinos and the uh, you know restaurants and the bars weren't that crowded. However, the people who did come really spent a lot of money because they were in the high roller rooms and yes. things like that. So I, I heard the uh, dealers made out too. Big tips. Uh, yeah, I saw a report. The win people got like seven hundred thousand in tips. So they were all wow. good. all the table game dealers went home with two grand in their pockets. Wow, nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, seven hours later, uh, five five a.m. on Thursday morning. The other one was Wednesday night at ten p.m. We've got five a.m. on Thursday morning. Another uh, rewards member left the casino, a uh, hundred thousand dollars after playing video poker. Nice. Okay. By the way, video poker always pays out, Caesars. We always have a video really? poker. Really? Okay. Well, I got I got a you know I got hit Atlantic City for the video poker thing. So. <laughs> Uh, we've got, going back over to the East Coast, we have FanDuel, Pennsylvania. This is an online win. Player won 339000 on a single spin. One spin. Wow. Divine fortune. Wow. That game always pays out. I was proud. Of, I, I was playing Divine Fortune a couple of days ago on uh, the computer here, and it was, uh, yeah, I I was happy I won 30 bucks. <laughs> I won 30 bucks in one spin. I was like, oh. Well. I'm assuming with this on a single spin, he hit that bonus feature. 
That's that has the yeah. coins going around and around and around. That's how I won my thirty bucks. Yep. So that well, that must be what this guy did. Yeah, but he won what three hundred thirty nine thousand. He won ten times or a hundred times as much. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how long that took to see it pan out like that. I mean, did it just hit? I don't know. Because I, I know when you're playing those bonus features, they do take a while. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it, it's that might that might have taken a, a while. It's a lot of bells and whistles on yeah. that one. And also, he may not have even gotten to the bonus feature right away. He may have done the horses, you know, the Pegasus with the flying wings. I don't and know all there, the strips and all that stuff. There's a lot of activity going on. Divine on fortune, divine fortune. Yes. So, yes. which which kind of makes it fun. So it's uh, you know when it when we say it has all the bells and whistles, this one actually does. Yeah, so. it does. It's actually fun to watch. Well, actually, it's got the coins and phases. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get to our one sports betting uh, jackpot. That was very, very, very interesting. We got Jersey Jackpot. Oh, quick. Jersey Jackpot. We got a we got a uh, six or seven jackpots to go through. Okay, well, I'll yep. be quiet and let you go through it. November one hundred thousand dollars on BorgataCasino.com, dot com playing NYX's Five Treasures. November third one hundred five thousand on BorgataCasino.com, dot com playing wow. Every's Cash Machine. Wow. Uh, November fourth, this is a brick and mortar. We have Ocean Casino Resort player hitting one hundred forty four thousand five hundred dollars and twenty three cents playing the Locket Link game from Light and Wonder. Ah, okay. By the way, they have my favorite. Uh, they have the food court. I always stop there for the Chinese food. Um, it has the most interesting name. It's called the Boardwalk. So, good general's chicken there. So, uh, I actually last time I was there, I had uh, I don't know what it was, chicken and broccoli. Oh, okay, not bad. Yeah, not bad. No, but uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, the, uh, I like the name Boardwalk. The yeah, right. That's and it's also in the back of the casino where they have like the little food court. Yeah, they have a food court. They have like a food truck. Yeah, taco there. truck. A taco truck. So yeah, no, it's a, it's a pretty good food at. Uh, uh, certainly, they have the, you know, the high end yes. food of at course. the uh, restaurants. But but know. when you want something quick, they're hey, good. Like five minutes, you yep. eat, and you go back to uh, tables or go back to a slot or the sports book. Going back to our Jersey Jackpot rundown, we've got November 5th. We've got three on uh, November 5th. All right. DraftKings.com, $231,141.60, playing Every's Meltdown. DraftKings.com again. Wow. Uh, IGT's 10 play draw poker player won 160 grand there. And then at BorgataCasino.com, the online site again, we had, this is our third one for Borgata Casino, $102,400 playing Digital's Thunderstruck Storm Chaser. By the way, if you like music when you're playing your slots, this has some of the best music I've heard oh. for a slot machine. Oh, Okay. Uh, November 5th, we've got $100,002.70, BorgataCasinoAgain.com. Wow, what a big week for yes. Borgata Casino. Uh, actually, uh, uh, throughout the four pages of all the there were a lot of under $100,000 this time. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of Borgata Casino. Can I just say, I really enjoyed the new feature they have, which is the roulette table. I guess they have a camera on an actual roulette table, which is on the gaming floor in the brick-and-mortar Borgata, and... You're playing along with the people who are actually on the gaming yeah. floor. You're playing with them online, and you actually you don't see the people who are playing there, but you just see the uh, roulette wheel and the table, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yes, a lot of fun. Uh, this was Evolution's Dynamite Riches Megaways. Okay, um, that's it for the casino side of everything. We've got a sports bet from DraftKings. All right, uh, and I have to thank Ben Fox for tweeting this out because this was such a unique 
parlay. It's, I'm not a big fan of same-game parlays, but this one just stood out. $166 bet, 19-leg wow. same-game parlay. It wow. was plus 600,000 odds. It cashed <laughs> for $996,000. That's amazing. Yes. 19-leg? You know what? The only way I would do a 19-leg if I got one of those bonus bets you know, hey, uh, it was my birthday a couple weeks ago, and I got a uh, I got a five dollar bet from one of the sports books. So it, I would, if I wanted to do a nineteen leg parlay, I would do it with that five dollar bet. It never even occurred to me to do a nineteen leg parlay, but what stood but out to me? That's the only way I would do a nineteen leg parlay. The reason I brought the, the what stood out to me was there was only one bet in this entire nineteen leg that focused on the overall game. Everything else was parts of the game or players. Well, yeah, well, the spread alternate, L.A. Lakers, 16.5-point spread. Wow. That, everything else was players or first half or first quarter. Yeah. I like the race to 25-point. By the way, yeah, you gave me this so I can take a look at it. It's absolutely incredible. Here, take, take a look at this. That's, that's what that person won on, 19 legs, which is ridiculous. Well, I'll put it up on the screen. Okay. I, got a, I got an image it's of it. Absolutely incredible. Um, that that's it for there. Let's go over to the lottery side of things. We've got Virginia Lottery, like we always do. We always seem to have a big casher there. Got Brian V won the Cash Five with Easy Match Jackpot, winning one million three hundred eighty-one thousand seventy-one dollars. The largest Cash Five with Easy Match prize ever won on the Virginia Lottery. That's so, an online game. Was that like five numbers, Cash Five? Yes. If that's what yes. I'm getting at. Okay. Uh, last two stories real quick here. We got mis- two Michigan lottery stories. Uh, one a man won because of a store clerk error. Okay. Uh, he won a prize, $25,000 a year for life. Um, Michael S. goes to Michigan every so often to go to his favorite restaurant. He's from Illinois. Okay. So he goes to Michigan every couple of weeks. And Must just be a goes, damn good restaurant. That's what I'm saying. I, I got to find out what restaurant yeah, he goes boy. to. boy. But he always gets a lucky for life ticket. He gets like 10 or 20 draws, he said in the press release. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, he asked for the uh, the retailer to do the ticket with 10 draws, but the, the retailer printed one draw with 10 lines on it. You know, you can yeah. as many numbers as possible, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. And um, he hit. Wow. Five of those numbers hit for the drawing, and he won the $25,000 a year for life. See, that's why I never complain if someone makes a mistake on my you lottery never ticket because, you know, it was meant to be, you know? Yeah, you so, never know. Yeah. And then the last one from Michigan Lottery as well, Wayne County Man. Um, this uh, lottery jackpot knocked his socks off, just about. Okay. He uh, he was coming into his home. He bought a Fancy Five jackpot ticket uh, for just a dollar, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was coming home with his coffee. He was walking up his uh, his. Uh, porch or whatever you want to call it and he was looking at the the uh, ticket and he looked at the 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 results found found out that he matched all winning numbers four hundred and seventy two thousand two hundred ninety five dollars he got so excited he dropped his coffee (laughs) ran into his house out of his shoes wow it was yeah. almost like a cartoon. <laughs> like he just that, that's what that's what his the press eyes bugged says. out. He jumped his shoes that probably there and he ran too. into the house. Huh? Yeah. That's that's what happened, huh? I'll call that the Warner Brothers jackpot. Yeah, boy. So, uh, but no, he, I've, I've never heard of that. Someone ran into the house and knocked his shoes off. Good. because of the jackpot. But congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this week's beat in the house. Congratulations to all the winners we talked about, and all the winners we didn't talk about. There's a lot more out there. Well, that'll do it for us this week. We'll talk to you later on House of Cards.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.